Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oracle's News Radio. Today is Monday, February 28th, 2022, the last day of the month, and we will be focusing on a lot of different things related to the Ukraine and Russia crisis. Uh, we will talk about the rules of war, things related to war, the sanctions, literal blocking of cash flow, the effect on journalism, the, the use of weapons banned by some countries, and the convention of cluster munitions, and much more. I am Renee Thomas, your host of Oracle's News Radio. I want you to follow us by clicking the follow button on your screen and share this podcast with your friends and family to get the word out. We are a news podcast featuring current events, Oracle and prophetic news, indie music, astrology forecasts, and you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most other apps that you use for podcasts. Learn more about what we do at anointedgroove.com. Now, we welcome back old and new listeners in the United States, in India, Australia, Mexico, Canada, Ivory Coast, Greece, so many more. Thank you all for listening. And before we get started, we want to invite you to our information box and remind you to monitor your glucose levels. If you are a diabetic or a are pre-diabetic, visit that info box of this podcast for details about products that can help you. Let's get started. We have a lot to talk about. There are rules regulating wars on our planet, universal law, international law, which is why people can be accused of war crimes. There are many conventions which would be international agreements that countries may or may not participate in outlining these rules. We'll try to be clear with which ones we're talking about and which ones everyone has to adhere to. Conventions like the Geneva Conventions were initially devised beginning in the 1860s to create international standards for humanitarian treatment in war. Now, the Geneva Conventions are universal, and they have been ratified by all states or countries on the planet. It is a universal and international war crime for any country to target civilians, unarmed civilians, or anything essential to their survival to include food, medical care, things of, of such nature. Even detainees, uh, military personnel that are, or people who are fighting as a, a military who are taken as prisoners, cannot be tortured, starved, or robbed of communication with loved ones. That is against the convention. 
medical workers must be allowed to do their jobs and all people deserve medical treatment, not just the people on the side that the physicians may like. Everyone is to receive treatment. And this is meant to help us to honor each other as humans. And it should also make all of us very appreciative of our military personnel who voluntarily or involuntarily go into battle because they are definitely putting their lives on the line. Treatment of cultural artifacts like pyramids and things of that nature, um, how you treat the deceased, dangerous targets like nuclear installations or things like gas stations even. These all have guidelines, and this includes the destruction of hospitals or institutions necessary for the survival of people. It is unlawful to take hostages now, this is all under the Geneva Conventions. There are other conventions. It is unlawful to take hostages, draft minors under age 15, attack undefended towns. Now, if you've got a town where everybody's weaponized and they're fighting as a military, it may be different. But undefended towns or a person without a weapon or someone who has a military uniform on and he laid down his arms he or she pillaging towns use of poisons or other chemicals that cause asphyxiation during war by military units certain bullets are off limits rape is off limits sexual slavery is unlawful internationally attacking during war attacking civilian objects that are not military targets is against the convention. And it applies to civil war, interstate war between two or more states or countries, international war where you've got allies and people fighting other countries or crossing the seas. It applies to armed military conflict, even in the absence of a declaration of war as in when the military may be called upon to go and police an area to keep it safe. All of these Geneva conventions apply. Now the doctrine of universal jurisdiction is based on the notion that some crimes such as genocide, which is the killing of a group of people to try to do ethnic cleansing and things of that nature, crimes against humanity, torture and war crimes are so exceptionally grave that they affect the fundamental interests of the international community as a whole. This is why these laws were put into place for everyone on the planet to follow. And it renders the convicts or accused of such crimes to the jurisdiction of all the states that have signed, regardless of their nationality or territoriality of their crimes. So if you commit these crimes in Ethiopia, you are subject to the jurisdiction of Ethiopia. 
Now, there are also international courts that you may be subject to. So it's it's similar to if a person in the United States, as an example, if they commit a crime in Texas, they may they will be subject to the laws of Texas, but they may also be subject to the laws of the United States. They may have broken federal laws that they will be subject to. And they may have to stand two different trials. The Geneva Conventions protect the wounded, whether they be military personnel or civilians. They protect the sick and they protect civilians in and around a war zone. Loss of life in active combat and execution of the war with proper protocols of judgment is allowed. So you can still take a life, especially if you have a good excuse and there is definitely a threat to your own in a civilian area. The, but you have to be able to prove that and you, you really need to know the Geneva Conventions and the other conventions that were put in place in that particular state in which you're in. The Hague Conventions are another set of international laws that address certain weapons of war. We'll be discussing another convention relating to international warfare as well. Now, Human Rights Watch of New York, and this is important because this war in this conflict has a tendency to, um, it may, it's spilling out already with reportedly half a million Ukrainians already out of the country and in neighboring areas. And with the fact that nobody really knows right now who's on whose side and what can come as a result of this. However, these Geneva conventions and these other conventions apply to all countries on the globe. Now, we're going to listen carefully because there are going to be some conventions that all countries have not signed up to. So I'm going to be giving you some information as to where you can go so you can see whether or not your country has agreed to the conventions, but all countries are subject to the Geneva Conventions. There are a lot of human rights organizations that are around to see what's going on. They are funded by a variety of sources, and they are eyewitnesses that report certain human rights um, situations to ensure that the, the law is upheld. The Human Rights Watch of New York is reporting that Russian authorities have threatened to fine or block 10 Russian independent media outlets if they don't delete publications about the war in Ukraine. Now, Human Rights Watch, and, and keep in mind that journalists have a whole nother set of protections. So I haven't even gotten into those. The main ones I've been talking about in this particular podcast are with regard to military personnel and civilians in war zones and in areas around war zones. But the but journalists have other sets of laws and they are being told at Human Rights Watch of New York 
that Russian authorities are making decisions about what they consider to be false reporting. Um, the authorities have interfered with access to Facebook and Twitter and have blocked access to other media websites, according to Human Rights Watch. And also, it is it's something to really think about, because if you're somebody who's reporting the news and you're telling the truth, but there are specific things that are being said that if you say this, it is false. And I'm going to tell you some of those things that they can't report. On February 26th, 2022, the state media and communications regulator of Russia accused the 10 outlets of publishing false information about the war. The alleged false information includes information that Russian military was shelling Ukrainian cities and causing civilian casualties and reference to the armed conflict as an attack invasion or declaration of war so in in russia no media outlet can use the words attack invasion or declaration of war the russian authorities appear to require outlets to refer to the war only as a special operation in connection with the situation in lugansk people's republic and Donetsk People's Republic. That's what they have to say. So I'm going to repeat that. In Russia, journalists are not allowed in their communications about this situation between Ukraine and Russia. They are not allowed to use the words attack, invasion, or declaration of war. They're only required to say special operation in connection with the situation in Lugansk, People's Republic and Donetsk People's Republic. They can't really even say Ukraine. The world is a lot smaller than the average person originally thought. We're going to move on to how Russia is affecting everyone. Russia is the second leading exporter of oil and the largest exporter of wheat. Wheat used to make bread used to make pasta but how can anyone in the world buy from another country with certain messaging systems between banks being taken away namely the swift system russia now is not allowed to use the swift system so you may be asking what is the swift system the SWIFT system is the Society of Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication fac that facilitates required secured messaging. And this required secured messaging is necessary for global payments for more than 11,000 financial institutions and companies around the world. And there are regulatory requirements just as with the United States government, government officials can't just get on personal email and talk about top security things. They have to be on a secured network. Well, when you're dealing with money between countries, 
and between financial institutions, there are regulatory requirements with regard to how you can contact another bank and confirm information. Now, SWIFT is not the only company that facilitates these types of information and, and, and messaging exchanges. They do have competitors who at this point may or may not be subject to the current sanctions. I have not looked into that. You are welcome to look into who the SWIFT competitors are and whether or not they also are subject to these sanctions. And with the way that things are right now, even if Russia did have the opportunity to use one of them, if they did, it would take a while for them to get it all set up. Amnesty International, another human rights watch group, is reporting that Russia is using prohibited weapons in Ukraine. Now, when it comes to the news, there is a such thing as fake news. There is a such thing as misleading news. And you have to understand that some of these weapons even though the actual name of the weapon may not be illegal for Russia or Ukraine to use because they did not sign that particular convention, they still may be subject to the rules of the Geneva Convention because of who they're using it on. So I'll repeat that. We're getting ready to talk about a totally different convention and there have been over 100 countries that have signed on to this particular convention that I'm about to mention that they won't use a certain type of weapon that Amnesty International is reporting that Russia is now using in Ukraine. But even though Russia may not be up under this convention, they may still be prohibited in who they're using it on. So Amnesty International reported this month as, and I quote, as rockets are falling on Ukrainian military bases and the first reports are coming in of the use of indiscriminate weapons by the Russian army, Amnesty International reiterates its call on all parties to adhere strictly to international humanitarian law and international human rights law, civilian lives homes and infrastructure must be protected indiscriminate attacks and the use of prohibited weapons such as cluster munitions must not take place now this is something and i'm gonna pause for a second this is something that amnesty international is saying but technically they're not completely correct because russia and ukraine i don't believe they signed that cluster munitions convention however they still can't use it even if it was a rock they couldn't use it on civilians who are not armed okay so amnesty international as i continue and quote say we also repeat our call to allow and facilitate immediate access for human humanitarian agencies to provide assistance to civilians affected by the hostilities. Now let's begin talking about this new, this other convention, a convention on cluster munitions, which references the 1997 convention on the prohibition of the use, stockpiling, production, and transfer of anti-personal mines was adopted 
on the 30th of May, 2008, signed on March or December 3rd, 2008, and entered into force on August 1st, 2010. So over 100 countries have signed this. Ukraine and Russia did not sign this particular convention on cluster munitions. This was put into effect on August 1st, 2010, in an effort to protect civilians. And this international treaty required member countries to clear areas contaminated with them within 10 years. So by August 1st, 2020, all of these particular weapons were not supposed to be cleared if you sign the condition, okay, or the convention. The official definition of a cluster munition, and munition means ammunition, like a military weapon, equipment, or stores, is a convention munition that is designed to disperse or release explosive sub-munitions, each weighing less than 20 kilograms, and includes explosive sub-munitions. It includes things like landmines. And many of us have seen photos of limbless people who have lost arms and legs and eyes after they have stumbled upon them because some of them, when they're placed on the ground, they're not set off yet. And it's been determined that it's the civilians and mostly children who are the ones that suffer from these mines that are not recovered. As I mentioned, over 100 countries have been ratified in this treaty and have agreed to it. And these are weapons that Amnesty International reports claim have been used in the current Ukraine-Russian conflict. They are saying that there are lots of pieces to this treaty. For example, what do you do with the stockpiles if you bought millions of dollars worth of these things? How long after the treaty could they be used? Well, people had to stop using them within 10 years. If a country decides not to use them, can they sell them to someone else? Well, if you signed this treaty, according to the United Nations, the Convention on Cluster Munitions prohibits under any circumstance the use, development, production, acquisition, stockpiling, and transfer of cluster munitions, as well as the assistance or encouragement of anyone to engage in prohibited activity. So if you sign this, you cannot stockpile them, develop them, engineer them, produce them, acquire them, sell them, transfer them. You're just not supposed to do anything with them and you're supposed to get the ones you've put out up. They were supposed to be up by August 2020. You can find a list of participating countries if you're interested. And a copy of the actual convention is in six different languages on the United Nations website. So there's a lot going on here. Um, when it comes to these sanctions, a sanction is basically an agreement that a country or several countries take to restrict another country. 
However, even in these sanctions, you have to be careful that you're not completely cutting off or punishing the civilian population. It's just something to think about. And for those of you who are listening to this podcast, I invite you to do research on this very public information. The more of us who are aware of international law, the more of us that can do something about it, can spread the word and can ensure that it's followed because in order for it to stand up in a court of law, it must be reported. Now, even though there are rules to war, can a person kill another person in war? Yes. Armed military persons or persons acting as a militia or military can engage people each other in in a military conflict and can can take their lives however they cannot do a blatant execution without an actual trial in an actual court so i know i have seen a lot of stuff in the news where these things have been happening anytime you've seen a public show where some terrorist group has a bunch of people on the floor with bags on their heads and they're killing them indiscriminately those are hostages and those hostages are being murdered without a formal execution on public television that is against the geneva convention and whether these people know it or not the cia and all the other international organizations are just taking looking at them and they're going to find them and they're going to bring them to justice. So keep this in mind as you watch what's happening with regard to everything taking place right now between Ukraine and Russia. We want to thank you listeners from whichever podcast platform you're listening. We welcome your thought, your feedback, we visit you or invite you to visit our anointedgroup.com website. And re- remember, what comes alive for you is based on your own thinking. So pay attention. Until next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.